and welcome to the Irresistible Marketing Pod, the podcast where the customer is not always right. How else do you think dominatrixes make their bank? I'm your host, Isa Gauchi, your marketing confidence cheerleader and owner of the MISA Messaging Digital Marketing Agency for Small Business Baddies. Today, we're going to talk about a really big fear for a lot of my folks, which is, what the fuck do you do if you get a negative review? Have you ever received a negative review or ever received a negative review from a troll who was never even a customer only to have Google refuse to remove it? Not fun. Really not fun. But also not the end of the world. In fact, there are actually several ways to have some fun with it. Actually, sometimes you can even turn a negative review into really freaking good marketing. That's what I worked on with burlesque star Ginger Fatale in this real-life marketing confidence cheerleading session, which she was generous enough to grant me permission to share with all you good folks out there in podcast land. Enjoy. Hello, Miss Ginger Fatale. Welcome to your marketing confidence cheerleading session, and thank you for stopping me and reminding me to remember to record. (laughs) You are so welcome. (laughs) Do you mind giving the good people just a quick intro to who you are, what you do, whatever you're comfortable sharing? I feel like I do so many different things. Um, I'm an adult dance studio owner in Santa Ana, California, and um, I think, well, we are a queer Asian owned, uh, socially justice focused, body inclusive focused, diversity focused space. Um, and so I'm just looking to figure out how to reach more humans because I know that my work is needed, but I don't know where to, I don't know how to reach them. Gotcha. We can definitely focus on that. So before, um, Ginger kindly reminded me to record this episode, (laughs) I was, uh, since this is her first marketing confidence cheerleading session, I was giving her a little premise for what happens at the start of these. And the first question is, I give you an option of ice cream or chili pepper to kind of let me know what sort of support would be most helpful for you today. So ice cream is, please give it to me with a spoonful of sugar, be gentle with me. Um, I might need to just vent more than like strategize. And then chili peppers, give me all the tough love. Um, Let's get some action steps oriented. And Ginger, let me know. that she's feeling it's a chili pepper day, but that she would like some sort of opt-out option, which is great because for all cheerleading sessions or group programs, the safe word is bubbles because business um, is going to tug at your heartstrings because it we're humans and we don't check our emotions at the door and a lot of this stuff makes us feel stuff. So sometimes we go to some touchy places and you uh, your consent for where we go And how far we go into those places is important to me. So if at any time you need things to pause and realign, say bubbles, because that's the safe word. Bubbles, got it. Okay, so we start with three questions. So we already covered ice cream or chili pepper. Um, We already did our reminder of bubbles is a safe word, but I guess that's not a question. But a question, a reminder, and another question. And question number three is, Intention. What is most important to you that we get to in today's session? I feel like something you and I had spoken about off off site call, off call, whatever, um, was the like 
how to handle as we grow, as I grow, like how to handle negative reviews. Um, and then like, and I guess I should preface, like, I am totally fine with receiving feedback that is real, but these are things, these are people who have not attended my business, have not set foot in my business and are just bombing me with reviews. And I, I know who they are, but I'm not going to say it. (laughs) So how do I like respond to them in a way that feels good, but also like acknowledges them and also like shows that I am willing to grow in ways that are real. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That is, um, I'm so glad you are bringing this to the conversation today. Cause I just want to let you know, you're so not alone like this. It's a big fear for a lot of business owners or people doing marketing that they're going to have to like face people being like, you're doing something wrong or calling you out or unfairly judging you. So this is something that is hard for most people, especially humans with squishy hearts that want to do good in the world and feel loved. So thank you so much for your vulnerability and willing to talk about this subject that can feel really scary. Yeah. Um, so is it helpful to talk at all about, um, you don't have to name names or anything, but like the content of the reviews, the flavor of them, (laughs) what's the situation? Um, I have two separate Google reviews, which you like anybody can leave right on a business. Um, and they're mostly saying that like, um, that they attended these classes and they were awful and they were like, you should focus more on like teaching dance than your social justice things. And like, one of them was really specific about a date that they attended. And I was like, there was nobody in that class, first of all, by that name. And second of all, the two people that were in that class have already have glowing reviews and they're right here. <laughs> so like the, they're mostly aimed at like the teaching is terrible um, and there are better options elsewhere. Yeah. I feel like I remember also kind of like, and then the very last sentence at the end is something kind of homophobic or similar. <laughs> Yeah, it's the, you should focus more on teaching dance rather than social justice. Okay, yes. Um, So this is a thing when you have a business like Ginger's, it's very upfront about your values and like, this is an inclusive space. Or um, I have a client that's like a pole dance studio that is very like um, pro sex workers. We're not, no swerfs, no turfs, you know? kind of area and they have like a really similar issue with public facing reviews so why don't we first start with how does it make you feel right now having them there how do you feel I was initially very I don't know. I don't, I'm not really sure what the exact feeling was. I was frustrated that this was happening like my first one the first one is crazy because they sound they they started editing their review to make like really outlandish claims and they look kind of psychotic now. Um <laughs> like they they look they look odd. Um the other one is more subdued. And I was really worried about like that reaching people and like dis dissuade dis I don't know the word I want. Discouraging them. Yeah. Discouraging. That's the word them from doing that. Um 
And then I kind of realized like, it's not like the people who are finding me are the people who are finding me. And that's great. But I have this, like, I have this need to like prove people wrong. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. that's my own stuff. I'm totally aware of it. And I really engage with my reviews on all of my platforms. Like I want to respond to this, but I want to respond in a way that's like professional, but not so challenging and like in your face of like, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, that's not the way to approach that. And so I'm struggling with this like internal, mm-hmm. internal need to be right uh, versus like, what's the way to approach them in a professional way for people who don't know me. Gotcha. Okay. So I should mention the first step is we tried to get them reviewed by reporting them through the Google system. Google, along with many social media platforms, are not great at this because like, if you think about it from their end, it's kind of hard to prove that the person wasn't there when they said they were. So we tried first going the official route. That didn't work. So they're still up there invisible. So what I am detecting from you is two desires that are really important to you. So one is to make your people feel safe coming to your establishment. So to know it's queer friendly, it's trans friendly, it's BIPOC friendly. So yeah, am I spot on with that one? Okay. So we want them to feel welcomed and encouraged to come, not discouraged. Number two, you want to defend yourself and your business. You worked hard to make this space and you're like, yes, this is a queer friendly space. And (laughs) you would like to defend yourself. Yes. Are these the two main goals? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's take them one at a time. So at first, how do we keep your people feeling safe and welcome um, with what you know about your people? So we're talking about people that have one or many marginalized identities. What does make them feel safe coming to a dance space, like particularly like a burlesque place where Mm -hmm. it's kind of an added level of intimacy right (laughs) um I can tell you what I've gotten feedback on and then I can sort of tell you what I think also is working that people don't pick up on (laughs) um so a lot of what seems to be working is the like um I have started like talking on my Instagram, which has been really helpful. And also like just a lot of the like verbiage and things that I put in places. Cause I have a lot of people come in and I was like, how did you find us? And like, Oh, I looked at, you know, dance classes near me. And then I found you and I just really loved your messaging. And so I came, I came in and I was like, that's beautiful. That's great. Um, what I think that I also kind of sneak in is the way that, um, I have curated our social media and it is like a lot of dance studios that I look at have like only the polished finished products, right? Like it's like, or it's only the instructor and like, this is the choreographer you're going to learn. And it's the person who is like perfectly executing all of this stuff. But like with my students, my students all give me permission, but like I post them like screwing up or I post them like not always knowing what they're doing. And my students are all a variety of colors and body shapes and like uh, identifiable, you know, identities in a lot of ways. Um, And so I think that when people see 
that they're, you don't have to be perfect and they can see themselves in a lot of different people who are already up there that that kind of works into their thought process and subconscious. Yeah. And I wanted to go back. You said you've got some videos of you talking on your Instagram. What are you talking about? Whatever comes to my brain. (laughs) Um, a lot of it has been, uh, well, it's not a lot of it. I've only done a couple of videos, but the ones that I have been doing are talking about how like there are a lot of people and a lot of society who will say that you can't dance or that you can't be artistic or you can't do this because you're too old, because you didn't start early enough, because you're too fat, because you're too whatever. And so like just dismantling that piece by piece and really talking to like dancing is for you. And we don't care what all of that other stuff is because we're here to tap into what makes you feel good and expressing through your body. And which is why, like, you know, I work so hard to make sure that my instructors are trauma informed and we have a safe space. And like, I don't tolerate things like that. I vet the people who rent from me to make sure that they are not any of those like homophobic swerf turf, like (laughs) none of those people don't get to give me money. Like all of that kind of stuff is really upfront and transparent. Okay. So it sounds to me, some of the big messages people are taking away consciously or subconsciously when they look at your marketing for your studio is that one, you're explicitly welcome here. If you have any one of these intersecting marginalized identities that is likely to receive a lot of pushback just out in the world and who has probably had negative experiences where they haven't been explicitly welcomed. Yeah. Okay. And the number two big thing, I think people, your, your aligned customers are taking away when they see your marketing is that I won't be alone. It's not just that I'm allowed to come, but I won't be alone. There's going to be other people like me there. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. So I can see why for your clientele, those would be two really important things to them to be like, yes, I will give my money. Yes, I will be vulnerable and dance when I might not be comfortable with my body. Yes, I might wear some revealing clothing. Like this is a safe space to do that. So the, the messages that's getting people to trust that you can do that are you're explicitly welcome and you won't be alone. Yeah. I see a little bit of an opportunity for how you deal with these comments. Okay. Using it to reinforce those two really big positives for your people, right? So you're explicitly welcome and you won't be alone. Speak to safety, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to protect you from some societal bullshit. Like there's some societal bullshit you are not going to have to deal with here in this class. Yeah. Now, there are a lot of ways you can creatively respond to these reviews with the goal of reinforcing these messages. People with marginalized identities are explicitly welcome here and they won't be alone here. And if that offends you to the extent you are going to leave a negative review on my business, I am more than okay with that. You aren't welcome here. You're not my ideal client. And I care too much about the people who are my aligned clients to let that thwart me. A hundred percent. Okay. I get stuck on how to say that. So (laughs) what I said, I get stuck on how to say that. Okay, well, let's talk about the how. So if we talk about communicating that message Mm -hmm. to these reviews, do you think that would also meet your need to defend what you've built? 
I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I probably want to hear it and then like let it settle, but like, I think so. Okay. Concept sounds good. Okay. So when we, we can get super creative, there's a thousand different ways we can respond, but let's keep that as kind of like our North star. Okay. Our response to these reviews need to reinforce that this is a safe and protected space for our aligned customers. Okay. So to do that, I'm wondering if you could imagine somehow one of these people got in the doors of your class. You'd kick them out, right? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I don't feel comfortable with you here. I think maybe this would be a better place for you. Okay. So do you think it would help maybe aligned customers feel safer to see you handle reviews like this in that way? Mm, Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let me throw out some options and we can see how they feel in your body. Okay. Um, one, okay. One, we don't have to respond directly, but we can comment on your Google business profile. Hey, I've noticed we've gotten a few reviews. I suspect because of our identity as this studio. And I want you to know if you are homophobic, if you're a swerve, if you're a turf, you're not going to be comfortable in these classes. You're not going to like them. That is because my aligned customers are in those identities and I want to protect them and make sure they are having a fantastic experience when they come to the studio. That feels really good. And also then my question is, how do you comment on your profile? Where does that go? Um, There is like on your Google business profile, there's a space where you can do updates. So you could just put it there or you could kind of come up with like a rote paragraph, like a paragraph that you don't have to even really edit where like, um, thank you for sharing your concerns. I checking my class list. It doesn't appear that you actually attended a class, but if it's the case that you are offended that we explicitly espouse social justice values, that queer trans BIPOC people are not only allowed to come, they are front and center, welcome, invited. They're who we most want to come. If that turns you off, you should not come to this studio. Because if you get there and you harass my clients, you will not be welcome there. So it looks like my marketing did its job to let you know this isn't the right dance space for you. For sure. Okay. Yeah. And I'm feeling, honestly, I'm feeling a little salty today. So you don't have to say it in such like, well, there's a door (laughs) Um, way you can say it as respectfully or kindly or without whatever flavor you want. One thing that might be um, fun to play with, because I know Ginger Fatale is your amazing femme fatale dance persona. You could Mm -hmm. respond as Ginger Fatale. Like, how would she respond to these people if it makes you, Kristen, feel kind of squeamish, feeling confrontational? Um, So, yeah, let me let that sink in. How does that feel? Uh, It's (laughs) 
both because I really feel like Ginger runs the studio. Like that is the persona. That is the part of my personality that just like, and that's how everybody knows me there. Like, no, I mean, people know my government name, but like nobody calls me that. Um, so yeah, that might be fun. And also like, I'm wondering, can you, can you reply to com? Can you reply to reviews that are not like, could I actually go in as ginger instead of as the studio and respond to that? Um, I think you could, but then it, it like, you would have to like Google your business under ginger yes. social media right. profile. Yeah. And then respond like that. Interesting. That might be a thing. Okay. One um, of them specifically calls out, they're like, an ins- you should also take, uh, this is the other one uh, that looks a little unhinged. Uh, you should definitely take all of the reviews on here with a grain of salt because there's an instructor on here that is writing reviews. And I'm like, that's interesting because there aren't any. <laughs> Would you like to see all of our names and pictures? <laughs> Here's our website. Yeah. So. There is, you could do that. There's also, I wonder if it would give you a sense of power and freedom to be like, if it's a bullshit accusation, I don't have to acknowledge it at all. Yeah, it's, it's that. And like, this person has edited their review without me responding to it multiple times to make it more aggressive and weird. Like initially it was just like, I took this class and it wasn't very hard and I'm mad. And I was like, okay, well, I don't know how to respond to that, but that's fine. And then they're like, then they edited it to be something about like, I don't remember what the second iteration was, but then it was like adding in the, like the instructors are leaving fake reviews and then like something else. And I was like, why, why are you editing this four or five times? Okay, so anyone who's ever dated a narcissist is going to understand this feeling. That because, okay, so if this is your narcissistic boyfriend and you're like, we're breaking up, I don't want contact, and then he sends you a harassing text and you don't respond, then he's going to keep sending texts that get worse and worse and worse until you block him <laughs> or respond. Right, which is, which is why right. exactly I know who this is. <laughs> Because I have a narcissist in my life who will not go away. So, right. But like, I can't block on Google. So can't block on Google, but let's game this out a little bit. Yeah. So imagine you couldn't block your narcissistic ex-boyfriend. Would you want, be willing to get into a cycle where, because you can't block him, he can keep saying whatever you want and you keep defending yourself. Or is there a point where you'd be like, you can think that if you want to? I definitely am already at the, you can think that if you want to phase, which is why I haven't responded to it because my gut, my gut reaction is the like defending myself, but I already know like, that's not the thing, but I don't know how to, I don't, it is not in my general nature currently to just be like, fine. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. (laughs) So, so I have chosen silence over that until I got help. 
Since it sounds like we're actually dealing with a narcissist in this actual situation as well, let's keep going with this analogy because when the narcissist is the only voice you're hearing, it's really easy to get stuck, like spinning around. Mm -hmm. And think of if you've ever been in this situation, how you got unstuck when you probably went to therapy, you found some information about narcissism, you found some great community support, you found other people to listen to. So it's not just their voice, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So we've got a narcissist trying to keep you caught in this control cycle in your reviews. So we need to bring him back up. Okay. You. (laughs) You bring back up. I'm going to throw some other options out there. Go for it. You don't have to out the narcissist. But what if you put out on your social media, hey, because of our social justice values, we've gotten a little bit of an influx of negative reviews from people who aren't actually students. If it's important to you to have a dance studio that is specifically by and for queer BIPOC trans folks, would you be willing to live a, leave a positive review to kind of counteract the effect of these negative reviews? Yeah, I did that. I did that with, with some of my students. I did it with some of my students in-house because then I got this really, um, I got this, scared feeling well like when this initially happened right I got this scared feeling that if I like put it out on social media that it would like draw more attention to that um and then like potentially draw more like more negativity from that person so I like talked to people who were in my classes who I knew hadn't and I'm like hey like just because this is what we're doing like we have gained some negative attention would you mind just helping me bury this review with all of your love and support because I know that I already have it okay yeah what if you put it out on social media and it draws a ton of positive support from people but if because more of your people see it and it's shown to people who are likely to like the things you talk about on your Instagram. It just brings in a whole world more of reinforcements. Yeah, that feels scarier still. Less scary than my initial thought, but still scary. Um, what are narcissists afraid of? What am I afraid of? What are narcissists afraid of? Oh, lots of things <laughs> having having their sense of self broken being wrong being unmasked yeah okay so if you amplify this if you don't feed the trolls if you maybe come up with a paragraph and it's just always your response mm-hmm. get a silly review you get the people in your circle who um, um, have patronized your studio and are aligned people to like flood your comments with positivity. And sometimes a fun thing that happens is they start defending you against the trolls for you. Yeah, that that can happen. (laughs) That does happen. (laughs) And the narcissist, especially if they're doing a fake identity thing, feels exposed. They are doing a fake identity thing. 
Okay. Isn't even a name. It's a business. Okay. So they feel exposed. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yes, maybe they will have a temporary escalation of bullshit and then maybe they'll go away. It's more trouble than it's worth if the control thing isn't working. <laughs> maybe. That's a really tough one. They have not gone away in. Th- we are closing in on four years of me ignoring them and blocking them on every other channel. Well, we're not ignoring. So this approach is not ignoring. That's true. That's true. It's not ignoring, but it's also not engaging. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm down. Okay. There are some other options. Okay. Do you want to tell me a little bit about Ginger Fatal? What is this persona? Tell me about Ginger Fatal a little bit. And again, for people listening, this is um, the uh, her dance persona and like performance moniker and the yeah. yeah. Um, Ginger is rather, I would say, base level assertive, but probably leans more towards aggressive. <laughs> aggressive and domineering um and doesn't take shit from people yeah nice senior performances she's a little sassy right oh yeah she's a little sassy and i feel like if someone were to fuck with ginger fatale she would deal with them hilariously yeah it's funny because my students come up to me and like most of them have said like, I can't ever imagine you being mean, but I sure as shit do not want to piss you off because you're the only person I'm scared of. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) That is like encapsulation of like the persona that's here right now. I am very loving. I'm very open. I'm, but do not fuck with me and do not fuck with my people. Do not fuck with my business because I will fuck you up. And then it's trying to decide like, the people who don't know me, does that matter? <laughs> like, does is it too aggressive to like respond like that? So I don't know. Balance. Okay. I'm gonna give you some like- options. I'm not saying you should do these. <laughs> if you were ginger or into these. One I really like is someone whose business got like huge pushback from kind of like homophobic trolls, is under each comment being like if you disagree with the sentiment donate to the trevor project (laughs) or like different organizations yeah i've seen businesses be like for every comment like this we're giving x amount of money to the trevor project or or some like an organization like that that directly specifically um against whatever yeah. (laughs) yeah okay yeah another one that is funny is okay so if you're old like me you might remember the original gossip girl um on this back in the day on the cw you are so much younger than me but sure like (laughs) i was too old for gossip girl but fine (laughs) okay so you're never too old for gossip girl Besides the point. Okay. <laughs> so back in the day on the CW, there was this new, like, teeny bopper, like, 
Yes. Everybody acts like they're 35 when they're supposed to be 16, very mm-hmm. glamorous, lots of makeup, set in New York. Um, and they were doing like a bunch of marketing for this show coming out. And then some sort of like parents or like religious organization saw it and they're like, oh, children having sex, um, <laughs> alcohol, drugs. Yeah. And so they made a big stink and like, I don't know, wrote into CW or whatever. I forget what exactly they did. But then what the showrunners did for the marketing was brilliant is they took the lines of these aghast parents and they made them like the movie poster tagline on images for the show. Like, I think one was like every parent's worst nightmare. Um, And so they like literally used the criticism from the organizations whose values they did not have in common as a tagline, as their marketing, so that the people that are like, I am into that. I am into every parent's worst nightmare, could find the show and want to see it. And then it became, because it was controversy, people were talking about it and being like, figuring out where they fell on the issue. And then, you know what? Everyone remembered that name, Gossip Girl. And that show's business boomed. It got remade (laughs) years later. So it is totally possible to turn a negative review into positive marketing. Um, my friend, Rebecca Beyer, um, she is a herbal medicine folklorist, which, and she wrote like some really beautiful plant medicine books that were like bestsellers on Amazon. And she got a lot of pushback too. She got like comments being like, I just wanted to learn about plants, not social justice and how to use them ethically. <laughs> and like, I know she she'll tell you herself like it hurt when she saw those reviews but then like I noticed her being like oh she took like a screenshot of one and just posted on one of her public accounts like you know it sucks getting reviews like this but I feel like the fact that I am getting reviews like this means that I wrote my book in alignment with my values yep (laughs) you know and that makes someone like me being like well give me 12 copies (laughs) everyone I know right So I'm not saying you're going to get to a place where it feels good to see something like that. But I do think if you look at it as a way of being like, yes, this negative review, this negative feedback, this bullshit is really shining an amazing spotlight on my business's values and my values. And it's giving me in public an opportunity to demonstrate to my people who are marginalized, as are a lot of my customers' clients. We tend to cater to folks with marginalized identities. Hmm who need a specific invitation and welcome into a place and they need to know that they'll be safe when they get there. How you respond to this negative feedback is a golden opportunity to show them how you are going to protect them and to show them that, no, actually you are the person I most want to be here in your response before they ever have to take a chance and come in the door. Yeah. For sure. Does that help? If you think about like how you'll respond, if you're like, how could I use this as an opportunity to let the people who I want to come in know they're who I most want in the door and they will be safe when they get here? Yeah, kind of. Um, I think it's because like, I think it's because the reviews don't specifically like target 
don't specifically target the like social justice piece. Like the, like, yes, that last comment is like kind of a thing, but it's mostly like the instruction that they got or like how they, uh, like they were too snobby for the dance class. So like that's, it's not like quite there, but it is sort of, because I also really push that, like, this is a beginning friendly space. Like if you've never done this. So like, there is a, like, now that you kind of like helped me zoom back a little bit, like that makes sense that like, okay, well, if that wasn't hard enough for you, then there are plenty of other places. Like this is designed for people who are in a beginning stage who want to learn how to explore. Gotcha. So, that also though, if we could zoom out, if I think of dance like ballet and who is allowed to be a dancer like in mainstream culture when I was growing up I would take that as a signal you have to be white you have to be skinny you have to be a woman um a cis woman (laughs) Um, it's kind of a coded language sort of thing that I think people in marginalized identities would probably pick up on yeah so I think even the one that's just about, it wasn't hard enough. It wasn't dancey enough. You could be like, we probably have different ideas about what dance is like. Here's what my views about dance are. Here's what I feel like. Like if you have a body, you're a dancer. Mm-hmm. Here's why I want to make that clear and why I want anybody of any level in any body to feel safe coming to this class, to know they're welcome and invited and appreciated and loved. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Wheels are turning. Sorry. Yeah, I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I like that extra perspective because I guess growing up is like, yes, at the time cis woman feeling less so now but that's a completely different conversation but also like not white and not skinny like it was so hard for me to like claim that like dancer identity so that makes a lot of sense that like people would just be like an automatic like write-off but I never really thought about it that way Mm -hmm. okay cool that helps yeah I think as uncomfortable as they are, this is actually a really golden opportunity for you to like really make some powerful messaging about your studio's um, values and raison d'etre and who you you exist to serve and who you want in those classes and to make that really bold in public. Yeah. And then the other thing that happens when you make say it like that, then even if they keep on trolling or troll harder, then they're going to be forced to show their bigotry, right? Yeah. <laughs> you can only go so far until you just look like a dick. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm assuming they are kind of already do look like a dick, but you're just like, no, specifically tell me why, Dan. Me <laughs> and white and only right. about it. Yeah. <laughs> why? <laughs> but why? <laughs> but why? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Like, I feel like 
if Ginger Fatal got heckled, she'd like drag them up on stage and like have a spotlight on them while she like dressed them down. I actually have. <laughs> okay, tell me about that. Um, there was definitely a guy at a show who was act- who was acting a little too, uh, uh, yeah not appropriately and my next number happened to be one with actual writing crops and chains and I pulled him out of his booth and just humiliated shapes in the crop and his friends uh enjoyed watching him being torn down so they threw a fuck ton of money at me okay yes so okay can you feel how it felt to do that? Yeah. Can you recall that memory for like a few minutes before you like write your response? Yeah, totally. Okay. And maybe can you recall that feeling before you decide how you want to call on support and backup from your community? Because I really think it's available for you. Yeah, it totally is. yeah that makes sense okay here's how we can go even more meta with it go okay you said you've got talking videos um this would be such great content I think I am seeing so many different ways you could go with this like why this space needs to exist because there's people like this out there that are going to tell you stuff like this and you need a place where you don't have to deal with bullshit like that. I just recorded that video like two days ago. Excellent. (laughs) I haven't posted it yet, but it exists on my phone. (laughs) Here's another one. Okay. Here's how people like this want you to feel. Ooh, I like that one. Okay. You could do, I, I'm even seeing a compare and contrast. Here's how someone like this wants me to feel. And then like Ginger Fatale on the stage, like slaying it with a, a class full of baddies. This is how you get to feel <laughs> at Soul on Fire Dance. Yes. <laughs> okay. Another one, when you come up with your brilliant response could be like what they were expecting. Like maybe- <laughs> Nice kowtowing response. It's very mild. The response they got, Ginger Fatal dressing them down on stage. How Ginger Fatal deals with trolls. Okay. Yeah, you could make so much content out of this to actually amp the signal and to really reinforce for your people. You're welcome here. You're wanted here. You're not going to be alone here. You're not going to have to deal with bullshit like this here. I will kick You're going to get probably a good laugh out of how I deal with the bullshit so you don't have to. Actually, they they would. <laughs> they totally would. That's funny. Okay. Okay. This is a weird one, but it went viral a little while ago, but like the Wendy's Twitter account. I love the Wendy Center account. Yeah, how they just troll their trolls back. Yeah. And then everyone retweets it. Yeah. That seems ginger fatale to me. It does. That's true. Or how about, like, did you see that post that went viral about someone that um, 
edited the Barbie movie posters with like all the like incelly criticism, like <laughs> the feminist agenda will kill us yeah. all. Yeah. Corvette. Yep. Yep. Okay. Okay. I think as uncomfortable, I mean, like, don't feel bad about yourself for feeling bad. It's natural. But I wonder if it could get, because I know you are a super creative person. I'm wondering if you could treat it like a creative, ex- like persona exercise, like how a ginger fatale handle this. If you could like literally have fun with how you respond. <laughs> a what would ginger do kind of moment. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. I think in you, like you dragged a heckler on stage and beat him with the writing prop. He was a big dude too. Like this person stood at least a foot and a half taller than me and I am tall. <laughs> okay. So Ginger Fatal is a badass. Ginger Fatal. I am not scared. Would trounce these people. <laughs> I wish I had that on video, but yes. Okay. Um, You probably have your routine for how you get into Ginger Fatale, but um, I don't know if you do any glamour stuff at all. Like Mm -hmm. I always have to bold lip to be marketing confidence cheerleader because it just like helps snap Mm -hmm. me into that mode. Like, I don't know if there's a costuming thing or like a move you can do. Like if you want to like get into Ginger mode. A lot of it's mostly makeup, to be honest, because I don't wear any. Oh, I throw a pen because I don't wear any like most of the time like today um but yeah I have two shows this weekend that I would be more than happy to like be already dressed a little bit early yes. <laughs> like, okay yeah okay okay do you feel like you have some ideas the game plan how are you feeling <laughs> Yeah, I think I have, I think I have some stuff that I can work with. I might, uh, still (laughs) because government name probably still needs to check and be like, does this sound enough? Like the thing (laughs) I might send those to you. (laughs) Okay. If you're open to that. (laughs) Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I have about 10 minutes left. If you want it, is there anything else you'd like to chat about in regards to this or otherwise for your marketing? Um, I guess. No, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like I'm doing fairly okay with other stuff. You can tell me if you see other things, cause I know you follow me. So, <laughs> um, you're feeling it. thank you. I feel, I feel pretty confident in my marketing. I feel pretty confident in my reach. I just wish that I could grow it faster, but also like, I want it to be organic. So I don't really know where the line is there, but I'm also trying Spoiler to Spoiler alert. If you let Ginger Fatale handle these reviews, I bet you this will be an audience growing moment. Totally fair. Totally. Like, don't you follow people when they make you laugh about something that's important to you? Yeah, true. Totally true. <laughs> Do you follow Chrissy Schlepeka? No. I think I'm saying her name wrong, but she's hilarious. Um, I followed her and liked like every single one of her videos after I saw um, okay, so she was at a gay pride parade and they were like, 
um homophobic bigots with their signs and she's in like she's like literally twerking in like a pink mini skirt and like fanning herself and like taking selfies with them and I was like who is this I love them I will support everything they do <laughs> all right <laughs> send, send me, send me that profile yeah I will send you that video afterwards yes please if you'd like to turn your business challenges into an empowering opportunity for performance art lol I'm the marketing confidence cheerleader for you and I've got a sale going on right freaking now for my one-on-ones with Season of Support, which is my signature 12-week one-on-one program, we vanquish whatever is standing in the way of you and your most dazzling, most empowering, most lucrative marketing. You can expect to get things done real fast, and don't be surprised if your business up levels faster than speed of light. It's 25% off through Tuesday, October 3rd, which is hundreds of dollars off the price. And there are payment plans available for up to six months to make it even more accessible. You can check out the show notes for the link. And if you absolutely loved this episode, and why wouldn't you? Because we had Ginger Vital on it. And you want to keep up with Ginger and Soul on Fire Dance, check out the show notes for how to follow her and dance with her. And if you enjoyed this episode and would like to keep them coming, show me some love by subscribing and dropping me some stars and a glowing review. That goes such a long way to help others find this super rad free resource. And it makes me feel real good to know that y'all are getting a kick out of this content. Okay, love you. Bye.